0: Hello beautiful people, I'm Jessie Galvin and this is the Open Heart Rebellion, a place where we connect through vulnerability and together explore the wildness and the magic of being human. Now, today is a solo episode. I'm gonna take you through the journey that I've been on recently, which is through three months of pregnancy and then my journey through miscarriage and the healing that has occurred since that happened. So a gentle offering that you take this lightly this may be triggering for some people and I'm just sharing my own experience in the hope that perhaps some of the lessons that I've learned over the last six to nine months will help some other women it's so common one in three women unfortunately experience a miscarriage but being able to navigate it in a way that it can actually propel you through your healing is a real gift that I've experienced from this so that's where we're going today So if you enjoy the Open Heart Rebellion podcast, I would love for you to share it with someone who you think might benefit from hearing one of the episodes. I love hearing your takeaways to know what landed for you and really to use this as an opportunity for us to connect on a deeper level. So please always feel free to send me your takeaways, your reflections. I really do love hearing how the episodes land for you. And as always, this is a completely free resource, so any review, any words of wisdom to somebody else finding the podcast would be really, really greatly appreciated. So you can head over to Apple Podcasts and share your experience of the Open Heart Rebellion there. So before we dive in today, I invite you to take a moment to breathe and close down your eyes. And when you're ready, just take a deep breath in through your nose. And out through your mouth. Again, I offer up this episode today, just sharing my own personal experience and I invite you to take what lands and leave the rest and we meet together with open minds and open hearts. So with that being said, thank you for being here. I really appreciate your presence. So let's dive in. So, I found out that I was pregnant. I came home from teaching a yoga class and I turned to Jeff and my husband and I said, Babe, I feel kind of sick and dizzy. And we just looked at each other. So, for context, we got married in March. And from then, we decided that we were open to the possibility of perhaps having a baby. So, we stopped getting in the way of things happening. And we were lucky, we we're pretty fit and healthy, and things came quite, quite quickly. So in July, I took a pregnancy test. It was the day before we're supposed to drive down to Cornwall for five days. I'm leading ecstatic dances. This is also in the middle of the UK's really powerful heat wave. So we're talking like 28 to 35 degrees, which if you're in England, you remember it was absolutely boiling hot. And England's not really built for that kind of weather. So I got home. I was like, I feel really sick and dizzy. I want to know if if I am pregnant before we go to this festival for five days. So I ran around to the pharmacy with Jafton and the pharmacist was just pulling down the shutters and he must have sensed our energy and seen the look on my face. And he said, what do you need? I said, a pregnancy test? He's was like, okay, stay here. Ran into the pharmacy, unlocked the door, came back out. And was like, just come pay me tomorrow. Make sure you take it first thing in the morning. So I woke up in the morning, took the test and it confirmed what I'd already known in my body. And there was a really subtle excitement, this gentle, it's really early days. The test said that I was between four to six weeks. So super early and by society standards, way too early to share it with anybody. So we very, very quietly had a little smile, had a hug, you know, celebrated together in this beautiful moment of, wow, we might be entering the next phases of our lives together. And I say we might because... For a little bit of context, there is a history of recurrent miscarriages for the women in my family. And my baby brother sadly died when he was six weeks old. So with the understanding I have now, there is a lot of multi-generational trauma that I've been working really, really hard over the last 10 years of my healing journey to clear this so that when I did inevitably have a baby, I wouldn't be carrying the past trauma and the fear around being pregnant and miscarriage. So I thought I'd done a lot of work around this. I mean, I have done a lot of work around this and I'm still continuing to. But I felt on one level that I was pretty good. I was in a pretty good place and I was just quietly, quietly optimistic. So we went down to this festival and the sick and dizziness continued on the very, very long drive down to Cornwall. So we were taking it in turns and we had a friend with us and we didn't share that I was pregnant with the friend because, again, society has told us that we're not supposed to share until three months because then you're out of the the red danger zone, you know. So we kept it quiet and I was just really low on energy, struggling with the heat, but having a good time. We had this beautiful holiday and then we got back and I was really struggling with morning sickness. So slowly but surely... The women and the mums around me started to kind of clock things, like eating a lot of crackers. I was like, "Yeah, yeah, i just really into crackers. You know, I love it." And I would sit with my friends and be like, "Why am I not able to share this process that they've been through? Why am I holding myself back from receiving this support? Why is that?" Is it because within me there is this residue of fear that the same thing that sadly happened to my mum and my sister is also going to be my story? Maybe it's that. Perhaps it is this multi-generational line of recurrent miscarriages. Or is it that we've actually been told that we shouldn't share things? We shouldn't be vulnerable. We shouldn't put ourselves in that position of vulnerability because then if things go wrong, people will ask you, That doesn't really feel good for me. And I sat with it and I spoke to Jefton about it. And I thought to myself, well, if anything did go wrong, if I was to have a miscarriage, surely support would be the first thing that we'd want. But because of this history within myself and... This low level of fear that I was keeping at bay, you know, I was meditating every day, I have a regular meditation practice anyway, but I was calling in these beautiful yoni mudras, placing my hands over my growing belly and just breathing and really calling in this unconditional love for myself to create a safe environment for a baby to grow inside me. And it was a beautiful bonding process. I'd sit in front of my altar and call in the goddesses. And I have lots of goddesses. I have a goddess, beautiful Isis goddess statue that I found during those first early weeks of being pregnant. And I put all of my goddess cards around and burn incense and be in this really nurturing, loving energy. And I went back to a friend's yoga class, again, a beautiful friend who uses all these essential oils. So it was a really slow process for me. So this is over the summer and those of you that know me in person will know that I'm pretty slender. Within six weeks, so I did the pregnancy test, it said four to six weeks and my little belly started to pop out and I'd find myself while I was teaching yoga not wanting to lie down on my belly. So I was adjusting my yoga practice whilst also drinking buckets of ginger tea and eating these crackers all the time and then we went to a festival called Into the Wild and at this festival were three of my good friends who are also mums. And it took them three minutes to clock what was going on. One of them just turned around to me and said, pregnant, you're pregnant. And in that moment, I just thought, fuck it. Yes, I am. And we had a really lovely moment together. We were able to share this. And then we sat with our friends and their children talking about pregnancy, talking about childbirth, talking about the excitement. And it was this wholesome, lovely experience of feeling completely held and supported within our community. And so that, that really was a moment for both of us. And we looked at each other and like, wow, this is really special to share this. Part of the Open Heart Rebellion is to be here and to share openly and vulnerably, because I really believe that vulnerability is our superpower. It is the strength that connects us with other people on a deeper level. It's a permission slip. When somebody you see somebody in their vulnerability and the way they walk through something challenging, there's a spark inside of you that's lit. Because when you see their strength, you can see the strength that you have in yourself. So this vulnerability allowed us this really lovely process of sharing with our friends and moving through the next bit of pregnancy. I went for my... 3 month scan and was receiving these texts from my my friends like we're thinking of you and that's just so nice. And why is it that we've been told that that's wrong? That having that level of support then means that if you experience a disappointment that they can't be there to share it for you and it's going to make things harder. So we went through our 3 month scan and during the scan the midwife paused just after she showed us the heartbeat, which is a really magical experience. And she said, Huh. It looks like you're actually only eight weeks pregnant. I'm like, well, that's strange. So are you sure you got your maths right? And I track my cycle like clockwork. It's always into my I put it into my calendar because I try and gear my work schedule around having just a day or two of things being a little gentler for myself and some time to go inwards. It's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I'd say I'm 99% sure that I've got my dates. Right. But you know, I trust the, I trusted the people in front of me and they said, actually you're only eight weeks pregnant. So you need to come back in a month and we'll do your three month scan. So you're a month earlier to your scan than what you thought you were. So you're only eight weeks pregnant, but they printed out the the scan. We went home and it's like, hmm, okay. And it just felt a little bit strange. I didn't feel emotional. I just felt a little bit strange. And then it was about two weeks later that I started to experience some spotting. And about three days after that, I just turned to Jeff and I said, I'm not pregnant anymore. And that was a really challenging moment in my life. Reflecting back on it now, there is this sense of envisioning a new life and stepping into a new phase of being a woman, moving into that phase of motherhood. And at the same time, this deep connection that I had with my body and my body just said, nope. And so I just sat with this for a little while, this feeling in my body. And I reached out to a few people, some of whom had experienced miscarriages themselves, some of whom hadn't. And what became so evident was the level of fear that can still remain that residue of fear when you have experienced that. And that makes so much sense because a miscarriage can be a really traumatic event for some people and can have a lasting impact. And that can really hang on and linger into multiple pregnancies and even into once you've moved into the next phase of motherhood. And so I made a decision that I was just going to allow the process to unfold, that we didn't have any answers and that it was out of my control. And so it was really a reinitiation into complete trust in my own body. And so the bleeding continued for two weeks. And when I called up the hospital, I was in touch with the early pregnancy unit. And unfortunately, because I had a scan booked in two weeks time, and they're really oversubscribed, they basically just told me that I had to watch and wait like, okay, I really feel like the universe is giving me an opportunity to be patient. And one of my greatest lessons over the last 15 years has been patience. It's been to not rush through things, to not move. My initial instinct has been to try and fix things, to come up with a solution. And what I've realized about myself is that I do that because I don't want to feel the pain in just allowing things to unfold, that process of patience can be really fucking painful. But in that, there is so much medicine, in being able to surrender, to actually yield to life, to be one with things that are flowing rather than the need to control, to move, to change things. And a great friend of mine even messaged me and she said, I found you an appointment privately just down the road. You can go and pay hundred pounds and have a scan. I'm like, wow. I'm not going to do that, but thank you so much. I just said, thank you so much. I'm working through my own process. Actually, this is an opportunity for me to just trust, to be in a state of surrender and to allow whatever is going to happen to happen in the time it takes. So I waited and my three month inadverted inverted commas scan came and I just knew in my body, things had shifted. And I think it was probably one of the quickest scans that the the lovely midwives had ever done they walked in she put the, the machine on my belly she looked at me her face fell and I said it's okay I already know this must be the hardest part of your job she said I need to get somebody else to come and confirm I said that's fine I'm okay thank you I hope that you two don't have to do this too often because I'm sure it's a really awful thing for you to do picked up my bag and out we got oh, out we went and I said to Jephton, before we'd gone, I said, I'm not going to be able to text anyone. If it's a miscarriage, I, you're going to have to tell everybody. I just don't want to. Again, in this protective mode of feeling like I was, una- I was going to be unable to deal with it. And that's kind of how I'd set myself up. And we walked out of the hospital. I took a deep breath and I said, I'm good. And just one by one, I texted all of the people that had known that I was pregnant and just said, sadly, I've had a miscarriage. I'm okay, I just wanted you to know, thank you so much. And the outpouring of love and support that we received. Friends turning up with flowers at the front door, you know, take my yoga classes just taken out of my hands without me even having to think about it. A friend of ours sent us a delivery voucher so that we could have dinner that night without having to think or cook or go to the supermarket. And so that whole evening was spent completely surrounded by love and support. And that was really the first thing that I just realized is that society tries to shut women away for the first three months of pregnancy. It's, you know, deal with this in secret in case something goes wrong and then you'll have to disappoint other people. I completely disagree with that in my own experience. Going it alone is so much harder. Because I then had a network of people that were there, ready. And I didn't have to say, I've had a bit of a tough time. They already knew. They gave me space. And when I needed support, they were there. And this is really the thing about community and connection is when you allow people in, you can meet them on a different level. Vulnerability for me is about allowing yourself to be held in that vulnerability. And often when these things are out of our control, like it is with a miscarriage, there's nothing to fix. There's nothing to be done. But just to have one of your friends who's gone through something similar look you in the eye and say, I've been there and I know how you feel. It stops you feeling so alone. So the first thing that really came through for me is to really go with your own process. If you feel called to share with people, share if you feel called to keep it silently to yourself because that's going to be that feels like a stronger thing for you to do then absolutely honor that but take the time to tune in is this actually what's right for you or is this something that somebody else has told you from their experience because we all have a different process so i then went into a very strong trauma response. I had about a week of wild grief. Sitting on the sofa, wrapped in a blanket, curled up in a ball for three hours at a time, just sobbing and allowing myself to feel it. And Jeffton would come in and I wouldn't even be able to look at him because it was just too painful. And that was so cathartic for me. Because... There is a grieving process that has to happen. Because in those first few stages, those first few months of being pregnant, your body is changing. And you're stepping in, in those hormonal changes and those physical changes and energetic changes, spiritual changes. You're moving to a new phase of life. You're preparing yourself. And then when that's no longer your reality, it feels like something's been taken away from you. But it's confusing because it wasn't something that you had in the first place. So then it was almost like, I can't feel sad because I haven't actually lost anything in reality. But of course you have. It was the, it's the potential. And so there is a nat- natural and really necessary grieving process. Because in that grief, in releasing that, in lying on the floor, face down, begging for mercy because it was so painful, it felt like my heart had been ripped out. I was releasing fear. What I did was I was able to let my emotions actually move through me. And through that came healing. So right in the middle of the watch and wait process before actually the miscarriage is fully complete was my husband's birthday. And every year I organize him a surprise birthday party. And so we're about a week into before I'd been booked in for surgery and I'd organised a party for 20 people <laughs> and I uh, oh my god this is really the perfect timing like what if I go into like a full-blown miscarriage in the middle of his fucking birthday party what's going to happen then how am I going to cope with this and again because there were women there not just women men and women people my friends that understood what I was going through I was held and I was able to be there and be fully present for my husband and to give him the surprise, which he's, I don't know how, but he's always surprised every year that I throw him a surprise party. I was able to be genuinely present there because I knew that no matter what was going to happen, I would be okay. And so this whole journey, this miscarriage for me has been another reaffirming of that lesson That when you are anchored in yourself, when you do trust in yourself, you trust in your vulnerability and your strength in equal measure, no matter what happens, you will be okay. Because you can walk yourself through it. And with the support of people that love you, it is so much easier. So we had this amazing surprise birthday party in a video game bar in Brighton and... So many people came and there was a, you know, the, I was getting these slight glances from some of the women just now and again, are you okay? Just checking in like, yeah, I'm good. And I really appreciate that you're here and you're supported. And if ever I'm not okay, I can come to you. And there was a few people that didn't know what I was going through. And this was a really interesting process for me. People would say, how are you? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm having a really beautiful day, but how are you really well? I'm actually in the process of going through a miscarriage but I'm okay and that's the thing I think that's really shocked a lot of people is that because I've allowed myself to feel this process I am genuinely okay and this podcast episode has taken me three months to feel energetically aligned to sit down and share this story with you because in the words of Brene Brown I'm sharing from a wound I'm not sharing from a raw scar I'm able to talk to you about this because I am sharing from a place of healed energy. So when I sat with people and they said, how are you doing? I said, I'm in the process of going through a miscarriage and I'm okay. There's a softness and a realness. And I think for me, that's a big part of embracing what it means to live in this amazing 3D human experience is that we can go to the depths of our sorrows, but we can also touch these highs And again, in sharing that, you're able to connect with people on a much deeper level. And those same people that I shared vulnerably with while I was moving through the miscarriage have come back to me in the last few months and been like, hey, I'm going through this thing. Because we have created this ebb and flow, this connection, again, through this vulnerability. So a month after the miscarriage surgery, I had booked myself in for a full day of hypnosis healing. Now, I wanted to explore past lives and to see if there was anything in there that would be able to aid me in my healing journey. As lots of you know, I'm a big advocate for therapy. I've done lots of therapy myself, but for this healing journey, I felt like I needed to go somewhere slightly different, somewhere new, and to approach this, this thing that I've been dealing with for most of my life around miscarriage and fear around childbirth from a new angle. So I went and had 10 hours with this amazing practitioner called Georgina. I'll send a link to her in the description. If you're interested in past lives, highly recommend her. And we explored this together. And it's hard to explain what happened in that session. Other than there is a before version of me and an after. What came out of that session was a deep trust that everything that's happened has happened exactly as it's supposed to. And actually what's come out of this is some really beautiful conversations between me and my husband that we weren't ready to have a baby. It happened so quickly, which we had a feeling it would do. But actually in reality, I would be nine months pregnant now. And I do not feel ready. I do not feel, I can say that hand on my heart. I do not feel in the place that I want to be as I enter into the journey of motherhood. So there was a sense of relief. And we sat opposite opposite each other on the kitchen table a few months ago. And I said, how do you feel about it? And we looked at each other. And we took a deep breath. And we both just said, relieved. Wow. Isn't that amazing? To be able to firstly admit that to one another. Because we were excited And whatever had happened, we would have made the best of it. We would have had a beautiful time together and we would have made a really healthy and happy home for a new baby. But actually in reality, what we were given is exactly what we needed. And since this process through this miscarriage, I've deepened my connection to my body. I trust my body unconditionally now because at every stage of moving through pregnancy and miscarriage, I was given signs and signals pointing the way of what's happening. And I had a really powerful conversation with my mum about this after the miscarriage through the process when I'd moved really into a deep phase of healing and actually miscarriage can be seen as a miracle. If I was to sit and compare my situation with my mums who lost a baby, who lost a child at six weeks old. And a miscarriage is a process of your body actually deciding or recognising that it wouldn't be bringing a healthy baby into this world. And so it does its natural thing the same way that animals do. I would much rather have gone through what I've gone through than experience the pain of actually losing a child. And I know for a lot of people, miscarriage is a very painful thing. And I don't want in any way this, the way that I'm sharing this story to downplay how profound an experience it is to move through a miscarriage. I felt it with every fiber of my being, but what I have come to understand and accept is that life gave me exactly what I needed. Because when I move into my next pregnancy, there will be no fear. There will be no fear around the same thing happening. Because I know when I reflect now, from the moment I felt sick and dizzy, there was this underlying (sighs) tension within my body, that undercurrent of fear and anxiety, and whatever it is that brings that for you, you know what it is, you feel it, that was there from the very beginning. And I could intellectualize and rationalize how it was all going to be fine and that by thinking positively and bringing myself into a positive vibration, I would be able to counteract that fear. But that fear needed to be cleared out of my system, out of my energy field, out of my subconscious, completely clear so that when I next am pregnant, I can move with complete trust because your body has this energetic resonance. It has this frequency. And so really the work for me has been around eliminating that fear so that I can move forward, clearing things out. And this is really what I believe all of this work is. And really what it means to to practice personal development and spirituality is that we're getting out of the way so that we can be this clear channel So that as women, if you choose to move through pregnancy, you can receive this amazing light within yourself and you can hold it and contain it. And it can grow into a healthy, beautiful human being. And our work is to simply face the fear and then to be able to move from a place of love and trust. And this is where I've come to. And it's interesting actually that it's nine months later, I'm in a place where I'm able to really share this. And I've lost count of the amount of women that I've spoken to that have traveled through miscarriage and who haven't been able to release the fear, who have moved through multiple miscarriages or healthy pregnancies, but keeping that fear so that even the process of pregnancy has not been an enjoyable thing. And if we think, if we zoom out and we think about what it actually means to grow a child inside yourself, it is a miracle. It's an absolute miracle and my prayer and my hope is that we can clear the fear. We can change the way that society sees miscarriage. We can stop putting women in a cupboard and locking the door and saying this is something you deal with in silence. Because it's not, it's something natural. And in allowing it to be part of the conversation, we create space for healing around it because that's desperately what we need, is healthy, healed humans, so that we can then bring the next generation into the world from a place of love, without the residue of our past, without these ancestral traumas, without our own personal traumas coming forward. And it takes as long as it takes. The healing journey takes as long as it takes. I've healed enough to share this story with you. Am I ready to move into the next phase and to have Pregnancy again? No, not yet. And I'm okay with that. Because I trust that when I am ready, my body will let me know. Because if we are sensitive enough to listen, to trust in our bodies, to look at the things that we're afraid of, to look at these fears, to move through the fear and into this baseline of trust, then there really is limitless possibility from that place of healing. We return to wholeness. So I suppose the three lessons that have really come through from moving through a miscarriage at three months of pregnancy is for me, support was better than going it alone that I really took my time to grieve, that healing has no timeline, and that this should be part of the conversation, that this is a powerful conversation to have. And I would love to have this conversation with you. So really from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for being here. This is something that touches so many women, not just women, but the men. And there's a whole nother podcast on my husband's experience and supporting me through that and what that felt like for him and how much he felt he was allowed to grieve and how much he had to step back and give me my process because it was in my body. But this is something that is so powerful if we stop hiding it away like something we are ashamed of. Because I'm not ashamed that my body does exactly what nature does. I'm not ashamed of having a miscarriage. I've come to a place where I can hold this miscarriage and the pregnancy in my heart with love, with a reverence, for, for our bodies and the magic that they do. And again, just a prayer that more women can find peace within this. And I believe we do that together through having conversations like this, through going to these places with open hearts and moving back to a place of wholeness. So thank you for being here. Thank you for witnessing my experience of miscarriage, fear and healing. I'm Jessie Galvin, and this is the Open Heart Rebellion.